0: Welcome to The Last 8% Morning. This is J.P. Fry. It is so wonderful to walk with you today. In today's session, a summary of Season 1. It has been a great first season. I feel so blessed to be with you on this ride It has been nothing short of a labor of love. And so today we go over the season and we talk about what we learned and a reminder of how we want to show up, which is what the podcast is all about. Let's walk. Out and enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Feeling our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall. Feeling so fortunate to be able to do this work. So we start with being mindful of belly and body. As you well know. Then we will move to our idea of the day. And then we'll move to gratitude. That's our B.I.G. structure for today. tuning into the body, feeling our hands and wrists and arms as they swing, as we walk. As we've said in previous episodes, it's really important you move. That's a big part of the design of this podcast. So if you're at your desk or in your car, I would respectfully ask you to turn it off. I mean, do whatever you want to do, but I think you'll get more out of this if you can move and integrate the design of movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises. But just feeling our body, feeling our shoulders, feeling our knees, feeling our head and neck, And just bringing a curiosity. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally, non-reactively. And that's what we're doing. Why do we do this? We do this because we want to show up for our last 8% moments at our best. We want to summon all of the skills and capabilities and energies and intention that we have so that we can be closer to our best in these really important moments in our lives. And a big part of what gets in the way are emotions, and so we're building skills of emotional intelligence. So just feeling our body move, feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall. Then again, looking around, standing tall, feeling grateful. This is our final episode of the season. By the way, we will be moving to a kind of special uh, offering of the best of Uh, season one that we will be replaying, republishing, so to speak, on Mondays and Thursdays following this summary and overview of season one um, between now and season two. So we're going to choose, with your help, what are the episodes that really moved people. So I would ask you to go to our Last 8% Project Facebook group if you haven't joined, please join. And we'll have a question put up asking, what is your favorite episode and what would you like to see kind of republished or reissued? So please go there. Um, And looking forward to that. But for today, our idea of the day is just looking back and thinking about what do we learn? I can tell you, I learned a lot personally this season on So many levels. I mean, just the nuts and bolts of a podcast I learned, and then the challenges of creating and delivering three podcasts a week. I think my team thinks I'm crazy, really, for doing three a week. Um, I learned the importance of finding my voice and also the need to get serious about marketing. After all, if no one listens, what's the point of having a podcast? Because we want to have an impact. What were some of the big themes this season? To start that we each want to be successful in whichever way we measure and quantify success. And we want to be happy. And we want to feel connected. We want to adapt to the great change in front of us. At work, if we are a team member or manager or leader or teacher or healthcare worker, we want to be exceptional. If we have kids, we want to be a great model for them. If we are in a relationship, we want to build a great relationship. So we have this aspiration, but we also learn that there are obstacles in our way to this intention, to this aspiration, and that we struggle. We struggle with many of the things in front of us, not because we're flawed, but because there are a lot of obstacles, such as working with some of the more challenging people in our lives, both at work and at home. This might have become more obvious to many of us as we were sheltering in place at home with our families, and we each found that it wasn't always so easy, especially when we are all under pressure, or we found ourselves sheltering in place on our own, and we found that challenging in its own way. We also face obstacles around the great change that we are all facing and the uncertainty that are roiling many parts of our lives, at work, in our family, because of the pandemic or job loss or racial injustice. So we you know, have come to understand over the course of the season that we all have this aspiration to be happy and healthy and productive and successful, but we face obstacles and so we need a plan. We need a plan to help us become the best version of ourselves, no matter the situation, so that we can achieve whatever goals really matter to us. And that's why we have this podcast. In this podcast, we did our best to offer insights into human behavior. We challenge you to become a student of human behavior, such as how does our brain work under pressure, How are emotions made? And how does all of that drive behavior? Because if we don't understand that, it's really hard to navigate change in relationships. We learned why mindfulness is such an important practice. If we're going to be able to stay, not run when things get hot, when things get uncomfortable. We learned why movement matters and why it's such an important part of the design of this podcast. Yes, walking for 15 to 20 minutes versus looking at our phones first thing in the morning matters. Matters for our brain, for burnout, for managing cortisol, that stress hormone. We learned how to craft an identity statement and how it can be used as an anchor for us when everything seems to be moving and shifting and why we need to come back to it over and over again and build evidence for it, if we're going to believe it and live into it. It's interesting. I had a, um, a listener suggest in a note that it seems boastful when we say our identity statement. And it's a great point. And I would say, you know, it's an aspiration And there's no question that the more we pay attention, the more we work at it, the more we can live into that. And so I would recommend for you to, in the course of between now and when season two starts, make sure you go back to some of the identity statement episodes and really work on it. Really think about how you want to show up and create that anchor. And say it out loud and say it proud. And and don't worry if it sounds a bit boastful. I understand that. But again, this is us at our best. And so we want to shoot for the moon. What else did we learn? We learned how to stop people from treating us poorly. We talked about, and hopefully we learned something about finding our voice as we stepped up with the intention to play a part in writing the injustices that people of color and indigenous people have faced for far too long. We had some intensive weeks focus on particularly important topics, such as anxiety week. A lot of us are feeling anxious. Empathy week. We need more empathy in the world right now. Performing under pressure week. And we just finished with self-awareness week, emotional management week, Emotional Connection Week. Those three last weeks are the foundational parts of our emotional intelligence model that we use in our training program self awareness, emotional management, emotional connection. We also had one of my absolute favorites, the hero heroine's journey week. And along the way, not only did we become students of human behavior and learn insights, but we also learned specific emotional intelligence skills and tools to help us manage our most difficult moments, whether it be that challenging conversation we each need to have or the difficult decisions in front of us or any high-pressure moment. We call these, as you know, last 8% situations because they are more difficult than the ones we usually face in the course of a day, a week, a month, or in COVID's case, maybe a lifetime. And we struggle with them. And we learned that we can fall into a predictable default behavior of either avoiding or making a mess. I hope you learned a little bit about yourself throughout this season. But more than anything, what I hope we learned in this season of this podcast is that we can see and use our most difficult moments, our last 8% moments, As opportunities to transform. Let me say that again because I think it's so important. That we can see and use our most difficult moments as opportunities to transform. It's not something to move away from and begrudge. It's something to actually befriend and approach and welcome. Because we all face challenges in our life. You do, I do, we all do. Some of us see these challenges as something that is happening to us and we feel like victims and we become powerless and passive and we lose energy and we become hopeless. But some of us see that we have a choice, that we can choose to meet our most difficult situations head on and see our last 8% situations as required, as required to create better versions of ourselves. That this situation is not happening to us, it's happening for us. And that we can be someone who is not only not afraid to meet their most difficult situations head-on, but sees it as required again to create that better version. This is what it means to be a last eight percenter. When we do that, we move from being passive, indecisive, anxious, to still maybe feeling anxious, and emotional in some way, but also feeling courageous, also being decisive, also being active as someone who takes responsibility and has control over their narrative. As we finish the season, ask yourself, how do you want to be remembered when you come to the end of your life as someone who accepted the challenges that you faced, whether it's the pandemic or whatever challenge it is that you're facing in your life, and built new skills and created that better version of themselves, or someone who became passive and didn't challenge themselves. I know that you know the answer. It was my hope from the beginning to see if we could start a movement that challenged people to become and to move from being a victim who lets fear and anxiety overwhelm them and paralyze them to becoming a last eight percenter, a person of strength and courage who sees every challenge as an opportunity to transform. And I have to say, I feel like we're getting there. And I want to thank you for playing your role, for showing up and putting in the the kilometers or the miles walked. I want to thank you for the feedback along the way, as some of you have sent letters to me. Actually, sorry, I meant emails. Nobody sent me a letter, in fact, but the notes and the emails where I learned how this podcast helped you through a great deal of suffering, whether it was going through a divorce or a breakup or losing your job or having a relationship challenge or feeling anxious, as many of us do, about our work or wanting to do something about the systemic racial oppression that was going on, that is going on but we're not exactly sure how to take action in an appropriate way. I have to say these notes and emails spurred me on to continue to put my heart and soul into creating these podcasts. So I'm so grateful to you. But the work continues on ourselves to write racial injustice, to build these skills, because we're going to face more last 8% moments. And that's okay. Okay because we want Last 8% Moments, because that's what will help us create the best version of ourselves. As you can imagine, with a project like this, there is so much that goes into it, and many thanks are required. I'm not going to thank everyone here, but I want to single out a few people. First and foremost, to our producer and social media manager, Bridget Palufra. Yes, my daughter it has been my joy, absolute joy to work with her from the original design of everything that you come in contact with the last 8 percent project and last 8 percent podcast from cover art to music, you know how long it took us to pick the music, that was on me, but I love our music. It sometimes makes me dance as we as I listen to it as I walk. But she's helped along the way to the execution of each podcast and the many ideas that made this podcast everything that it is. This podcast simply does not happen without her expert help and great guidance. I also want to thank our awesome intern, Rebecca Weiss, who has added energy and ideas, and it helped uh, has helped us grow our audience and build a better podcast. Thank you to both of you. A reminder, again, we will be republishing a best of season one episodes between now and the start of season two. So look for it. It'll come out two times a week. I'd like you to vote on your favorite episodes on the Last 8% Project Facebook group page as that will play a role in helping us decide which one should we re-air. And as always, please rate and review and share with your
1: family and friends. But most of all, stay safe. Be courageous, and we will see you next season. As we finish, I want you to stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Feel your belly rise and fall. And come up with five things that you can feel grateful for. could be the people in your life, the opportunities that you have, the health you enjoy, your hands, your feet, your belly. Come up with your big five of things to feel grateful for. about being grateful, feeling grateful for yourself, for showing up, doing the work. We may not always see the fruit of our labor, but in time we do. In time we do. Now as we're finishing, we're taking this energy into the day, I want to finish with one of my absolute favorite
0: quotes, Haruki Murakami the Japanese writer who wrote. And once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain, when you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in.